Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Hey guys, before we get started, I want to tell you about Dodge. This spring, the Brotherhood of Muscle is looking for new members, and the only way to join is to get behind the wheel of Dodge's only family of all-wheel drive muscle cars. The Dodge Charger, the only muscle car in its class to throw you back in your seat with 300 horsepower and still get 30 miles per gallon. You know, the Dodge Challenger, you know, the groundhog didn't see its shadow. It heard the rev of the most affordable V8 in its class. And the Dodge Journey, maximize your adventure with the most powerful third-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And certainly the Dodge Durango. Tear through April showers with the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Hurry into your Dodge dealership and start your introduction to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Hello and welcome to CarCast. I am Matt, the Motorator D'Andrea, and once again, Bill Goldberg on the phone how are you, Bill? Thank God for earpieces because I am wiping down my vehicle as we speak. <laughs> oh, what man. better way to start off car gas? I, uh, I, I love that. I appreciate that. It's got to be kind of chilly out. It's like on the way here to the studio early in the morning. We got some fog. We got some cloud cover. It's a little chilly. Uh, I don't know what it's like where you are, but uh, I, I love it. I love it. You're like an early riser. And just head right over to the garage. Hey, bro, with an 11-year-old boy uh, <laughs> that that eats uh, like he's at an all-you-can-eat every single meal. Yeah, I got to get up and make his breakfast, get him ready, and force him to drink his milk. And, hey, get ready for the podcast. What, is, what does Goldberg eat for breakfast, and what does little Goldberg eat for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> well, little Goldberg eats uh, chocolate chip pancakes. Nice. With a little bacon and a little, uh, he calls them goobleberries, but they're raspberries. Okay. Um, you know, and a uh, big glass of milk and and a big protein shake. No. <laughs> Other than the protein shake, that's about it. And then as far as I'm concerned, man, uh, I eat as, as uh, many calories as humanly possible in the morning. I try to go for about, you know, 10 egg whites and some turkey bacon and, you know, uh, a couple pieces of toast, and, and that's about it. Man, it's like a feast every morning. Well, you got to <laughs> put put fuel in that car, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, anyway, we're just going to catch up on a few things, and we're going to take some uh, some questions. Thanks to everybody who wrote in and, uh, and sent us messages. We like that. So uh, please continue to do that. Of course, you can always hit us up at carcashshow at gmail.com. Uh, how was your uh, How was your charity golf tournament? Did you break anything? <laughs> uh, fortunately, I didn't break any uh, any bones. But yeah, you know there there were two clubs that fell victim to my inability to play golf. <laughs> um, in my further quest to emasculate myself every in my life, yeah, I, I I I played horribly. But at the end of the day. I don't think they get Goldberg to uh, swing a golf club because I'm any good. I think it's the humor and the, uh, you know, just the, I just really don't care. I mean, just, at the end of the day, it's for kids. And if I can provide some entertainment that is not necessarily usually seen on a PGA national golf course, a la me cutting the sleeves off my shirt and picking guys up at the tee box, um, that's what I'm there for. You know, it's a little entertainment. Yeah. 
Right on. Well, I hope you had a good time. I'm going to be heading out to Florida this weekend. And, uh, you know, not a huge fan of Florida, but a friend's getting married and I haven't seen him in a while. So we're going to go out there. We're going to hang out a little bit. and uh, Make sure you take your G-string. It's really hot. I heard. I heard it's ridiculously <laughs> hot there. And it's humid. And it's all the, the reasons why I don't really like uh, uh, Florida that much. But it's going to be a quick trip. Get there. Come back. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to figure out like what else is on the schedule. We've got all kinds of great things, I believe. Uh, I think uh, Corolla and I are going to be going to the Indy 500. I'm still working on my travel plans, but at, at the minimum, we're going to be screening the Willie T. Ribs documentary at the Indy 500 coming up in like two weeks. Uh, so that's going to be awesome, and we're going to – Swing by the race uh, on Sunday and and say hi to some of the drivers that we love and 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 do that, which is exciting. I've never been to Indy Five Hundred. Have you gone before? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Uh, you know, it's just a it's, what a historic place, man. It, it's the, the Brickyard. I mean, it's it, it's uh it's it's really hard to explain. You gotta you gotta go. Yeah. Um, the feeling, the feeling that you get, you know, you're on hollowed grounds, and it's uh, it's a feeling that I've not gotten a course, a track in America like I have when I went to the Indy. It was, it, it's just a, it's an experience that it, it's hard to really put into words. Yeah, well, it's going to be fantastic. Like having gone to an Indy race before, which is exciting, but never quite the iconic track of 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 that um so i'm looking forward to that some other stuff we've got go- coming up uh i know you're going to be uh heading out to start filming uh in the next uh, month or two or something like that uh next couple of months start filming more of forged and fire knife or death which is fantastic um well uh, keep your fingers crossed i hope you didn't jinx me we haven't they haven't pulled the trigger yet but you know they've asked for the time so yeah. We're, uh, we're we're waiting for ratings and hoping that it continues to do as well as it's done in the past three weeks. I'm I'm super confident. I think it's going to happen. It's a fun show, and like you said, you got to give it you got to give it a, a chance. Being a, a kind of a new and exciting show, and then as as most of these things go, it's just like the second season, the third season that gets bigger, it gets better, and that's the exciting part of it. So I think you guys are onto something that's fun. Uh, uh, so good luck with that. Um, Thanks. Uh, the other thing that's coming up is I have all I've never gone to the Woodward Dream Cruise. It's usually in August, Michigan, on the big Woodward Avenue. I guess uh, yep. I, I've never been. It's always a huge event, but I guess more of a muscle car event, and it it always would sort of conflict with. Monterey Car Week, like they'd always keep happening at the same time. So uh, it, I've never had a chance to go, um, but this year um, we're we're working it out with our friends at Dodge right now. So I guess sort of like the weekend before, um, uh, our friends at Hot Rod at Roadkill Nights, uh, Roadkill, they do this event called Roadkill Nights, and they shut down this Woodward Avenue, and they're driving cars and racing cars and things like that. And I believe it's going to be August 11th. And uh, uh, we're going to go out there and do a live car cast show. Again, I'll, I'll get all the details of when and where and how this is going to happen. But uh, but one of the things, uh, Bill, that I, I this just came up in a phone call with, with Dodge is while we're out there, 
What do you? How do you feel about you and I drag racing each other and a couple of Hellcats down Woodward Avenue? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> when, when you grow some cojones, we'll do it. Uh, I, well, first of all, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I got the weight advantage, though, buddy. Like, you got to be like a legit hundred pounds more than me these days. I'm going to lean out between so now good. and August. I got the I got the weight advantage of my right foot, and, <laughs> and the advantage to have driven those driven the hell out of that car. I got ten thousand miles on mine right now. Oh my gosh, that is true. You definitely got a lot of time behind the wheel. But uh, so we're going to try to package this whole thing together. First of all, you're going to be able to come out and see an incredible co- live car cast show. Uh, we're still putting the details on that. As far as I know, August 11th is going to be the day. Unfortunately for us, we're always so busy. It's probably going to be where we have to get in there and do this and then get out. But if we have time, we're going to do a little drag racing down the down that Woodward Avenue before the show. What a, what a dream come true, man! What a what an iconic place to go and be able to take a rip down that down that woodward avenue i mean i've been invited for years i'm sure you have too it's something that i haven't been able to do but i mean as a muscle car guy and you've got a lot of muscle car in you even though you hide it sometimes it's a it's a bucket list thing and it's something that i'm looking forward to actually more so right now than I mean, I'm looking forward to Goodwood, but I'm really looking forward to going to that Woodward cruise. That's going to be fantastic. And you're right. You mentioned Goodwood as well. Um, we just, uh, we're just putting the, the, the final touches on that deal as well. Uh, I know you're going to be the Goodwood. There's two Goodwood events, as, as we've mentioned before. There's the Goodwood Revival, which is the road race. It's epic. Uh, everybody gets dressed up, period, correct, in your tweed and your funny, you know, your cool, like, uh, newsboy hat or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's a great event. But the Goodwood Festival of Speed is the hill climb event. And, uh, it's, it's really kind of a who's who of the greatest cars, vintage racing cars and new McLarens and motorcycles and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then you'll see some wacky things going on. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Vaughn Gittin Jr. or Ken Block will be doing donuts and drifting. And and uh, uh, the past couple of years, they had, like, guys from Jaguar and Land Rover riding on two wheels in their SUVs, this great stunt, stunt show. But the hill climb is this is this fantastic time trial uh, event. It's exactly what you think. You race up the hill, up uh, up Lord March's driveway. I think he got promoted. I think he's the Duke of Richmond now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. uh, oh. so I guess you're going up his driveway. You did it once before. Adam Carolla's done it once before in his Newman car. And um, we've been working it out with the powers that be that we're probably going to take the Paul Newman Lamont winning Porsche 935, put it on a boat, send it over there, and Adam's going to do the hill climb in that. And then you'll be there in one of the, is it Craftsman, the, the, the NASCAR trucks? Yes, sir, the Toyota Tundra Mike Skinner truck. Oh, that's going to be nuts. I mean, so it's that one you've done before. Sure, but so. Corolla, man, I am so jealous about Corolla taking that 935 up there. But, you know, truth be told, any time you get the opportunity to go up that hill in anything, it's awesome. But I can't wait to see him rip, rip up in that 935. I think it's going to be great as well. And I like that these two vehicles that you guys are going to be running are, are so vastly different uh, that uh, we'll, we'll have to, you know, it's not until July, but, you know, 
we'll get into it a but lot it is more. Right around the corner. Yeah, it, it comes up quick, and that's why I'm mentioning it now because this is a big deal. And and if people are looking for like a fun trip to plan or something like that, or you're looking to like spend a weekend in Europe, this is a great car event that you don't want to miss by all means. You know, if you if you're staying in the U.S., you know, hit up Goodwood. I'm sorry, hit up Monterey, hit up the uh, uh, the Woodward Dream Cruise. Um, those are fantastic events. But if you're in Europe or looking for a European trip, um, uh, check out this uh, Goodwood Hill Climb, this Festival of Speed. We're all going to be out there. We're gonna, looking for – got to find something to ride up that hill. I need to drive finally up that hill. You know, yeah. i got I to find something out there and uh, let me know who's got out. Somebody, somebody needs a – uh, a pilot? Let me know. Oh, by the way, th- there's like air shows and stuff that are going on up there, and there's there's oh, yeah. off road racing in the flight. in the yeah. forest, and there's rally racing and stuff going on. It's such a great event. The, you uh, know what? And there's something for everything. And you talk about the eclectic, uh, you know, um, the, the eclectic taste of of car guys around the world. Yeah, you, you're gonna get, and we've we touched on this last year a little bit. Um, but you're going to get a situation, and I was very afraid, not afraid, but I was indifferent about how myself and the truck were going to be received over there, uh, especially when you're going up the hill with $50 million Ferraris and guys who've won world championships you know, year after year after year, and they're the most famous uh, you know, uh, uh, most famous formula drivers, most famous oh, NASCAR yeah. You know, they've got the best of the best, but at the end of the day, like I said before, the coolest part about it is that all of that is thrown out the window, and once you get out of your given vehicle, whatever it may be, whether it's a Bugatti or whether it's a Craftsman truck, everybody's on the same playing field. Everybody has a love for the automobile, the the the, the motorcycle, whatever it may be, and so there's really, it's not pretentious by any means. It's It's completely the other end of the spectrum, so they welcomed us with open arms, and uh, it, it's just an unbelievable automotive event, and, and there's, there's no pretentiousness whatsoever. And that's what I thought was the coolest thing about it, because you have your predisposed opinions about people and about how, they're gonna, how you're going to be received. This is a big, obnoxious, loud, craftsman truck, 800 horsepower, you know, and, man, they loved it, just loved yeah. it. And the, the smiles that it evoked, it was just a really cool deal, so... Everybody, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't been, go check it out on YouTube. It's just, it's one of the coolest things ever. It really is. When we went up there, uh, it was uh, 2016. Uh, we met up with Keanu Reeves and did some interviews and filming with him. He was there with his Arch Motorcycles, the the company that he co-owns with his friend Guard, um, and uh, and he was he was he was riding that thing like he. Freaking stole it, man! He was—he's fast on a bike, and he was doing the hill climb on his own bikes that they built up there. So uh, that was great. And then the week before, when we went, I just the way the timing worked out. The week before the Goodwood Hill Climb was Lama. So Ford brought the four GTs that raced in Lama, bugs on them, dirt, everything. Just didn't even wash them. Brought them over, and they did the hill climb. You know, so See, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, it's it's. <laughs> It's just an automotive badass event. Period. End of story. It was great. Now, also, it's England, so it's muddy and it's rainy. <laughs> well, it was that time. It, didn't, it, didn't, it was supposed to rain when I was there, 
and thank God it didn't. Um, but yeah, it, it could happen at any second. We we got a little bit of rain uh, like leading into the event, the uh, and a, a little bit during the weekend, but leading up to it, there was uh, there was a lot of a lot of mud, but um, uh, but it's such a great, such a well manicured estate that uh, the whole event is um, is done well. So. Uh, so anyway. back to the back to the Woodward cruise. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a uh, request in. Okay, I'll drive the I'll drive the Hellcat Charger, and you can drive the Hellcat Challenger. Let's let's do it. Let's let's talk to let's talk to Dodge. But uh, uh, anyway, before we get into that, speaking of Dodge, I'm going to tell you about the Dodge Spring Sales Event. You should hurry to the Dodge Spring Sales Event today and become the newest member of the Brotherhood of Muscle. Check out this lineup. The Dodge Charger. You can own the road and the pump with up to 300 horsepower and 30 miles per gallon. The Dodge Challenger. It has the most affordable V8 in its class. This vehicle, most affordable V8 in its class. Love that. The Dodge Journey. It's the most powerful three-row all-wheel drive vehicle in its class. And our Dodge Durango. This is the most powerful SUV with all-wheel drive availability in its class. Your initiation to the Brotherhood of Muscle starts at your local Dodge dealership. All right, so uh, let's get a. You want to get some questions? Um, again, thanks for uh, for for sending us some emails. Uh, continue to send us emails at uh, carcastshow at gmail dot com, and we'll address them here. We'll try to answer more of your questions. I, I have a feeling they're not going to be all car related, but that's all fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to know what Goldberg ate for breakfast, we already we already addressed that. So we don't already ask that, that one. We yeah. already hit that one. It's a dozen eggs, basically. All right, uh, Chris is gonna. He's got some emails. Chris, what do you got? All right, this one comes from Mike, and uh, maybe we'll be keeping to the breakfast theme. This, <laughs> he asks, uh, "Hey guys, what is the hardest food to eat while driving? And don't you dare say tacos or soup, because you guys are you guys are better than that." Yeah. First of all. Uh, a, a, chi- uh, a, a Chinese lettuce cake. Yeah, a- anything with chopsticks, <laughs> I imagine, because that's just a danger. Yeah. Anything with chopsticks. Um, you know, you know what you, you mentioned. I know you said not to bring up like soup, but I was, I was driving here to the studio not that long ago, and in the morning, and some guy was just full on eating a bowl of cereal. Just like like spoon and dripping milk down his chin. I was just like bowl of cereal. I feel like bowl of cereal you could even put in some sort of cup, like cup of soup. I put just, it in a mug. When that's I what it. I'm saying. And just drink your bowl of cereal with you, and just and, put it in a blender. <laughs> right. I guess you could do that as well. Um, tacos. Uh, I don't think that's a bad one. I'm down with eating tacos while while driving. Um, uh, I feel like eating – here's the thing. Is I eat while driving kind of all the time because of the schedule. And I'm always on going someplace and doing it. I try to keep it to uh, to some sort of like snack affair um, doing that. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? So anything with chopsticks is my opinion. So uh, if you're going to eat sushi, you're going to have to do it with your hands. I feel like that's a danger to anybody there. Uh, and you know, and let's be be perfectly honest. I don't really condone eating when you're driving because you know, ten to two, man. You gotta you gotta have those hands on the wheel, man. Yeah, that's right. I eat, look, I don't. I'm not a coffee drinker, um, and I know people drink uh, coffee and whatever in the car all the time. Tea, iced tea, sodas, whatever you're drinking, and uh, I have never 
in my 40 plus years of being a human, I have never Loosely. actually owned a car with an automatic transmission. I've owned a lot of cars in my life. And you know what? You just went up in my on my list exponentially <laughs> as far as your manhood is concerned. Well, now, thank you. I thought I was at the top already. But say. Yeah. No, you're not at the top. You're <laughs> under me. But, but I mean, seriously, I, I can't even say that. That's awesome. I, I, and it's a funny thing. It's like, obviously, I've driven tons of cars with automatics, and now in these day, this day and age with paddle shifting and, 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 and things like that, I've, when I say manual, I don't even mean man, a paddle shift manual, like, like SMG transmission. Every car I have personally owned, I even owned, I, I had a 1993 Ford Explorer, the two-door Explorer, with the six-cylinder uh, I think it was, I don't know, 4.0, six-cylinder. That little red truck had a manual transmission in it. Everything I've driven is manual transmission. Anyway, my point is it's difficult <laughs> to eat or drink anything when, you know, when you're driving manual all times, especially in L.A. traffic. You're constantly shifting. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, and I'm kind of leaning. It's like now there's cool cars that are coming out. It's just like you have no choice. You have a Porsche G, uh, Porsche. Turbo, not that I can afford it, or GTR, and so many cars. Uh, I love the Jaguar F-Type, right? You can't get them with a manual. And uh, those of you guys that follow me on social media, you know that I've been crushing on the Porsche 911 Targa, specifically the GTS Targa. And I'll tell you why that one specifically is, one, I love the new Targa body style, and I love the way the roof works. And the big glass in the rear has so much beautiful like visibility and has such a great look the way it curves. So one is the styling. Two, the GTS comes with center lock wheels when you get that option, and I love that look. Uh, and three... The GTS cars, again, I like the Targa, but the GTS cars are kind of like the top of the range normal, not getting into like a GT2, GT3 and that kind of, you know, that, that kind of specialty list, got to be on a list kind of car. But of the 911s and the turbos and the, and the, the you know, the twos and the fours and the GTSs, the, you can't get a turbo with a manual transmission, but you can get a 911 with a manual, and you can get a GTS with a manual, and you can get a GTS Targa with a manual. So the wish list for me would be like 911 GTS Targa manual transmission. That's why I keep. Yeah, you, you know, if you look on on your social media, you can't tell at all that you're in love with that car. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, classic. All right, man. What else we got, Chris? All right, this comes from Tony. Let me just pull this up here. Oh, jeez. We got to wait for Chris. All right. He's having some technical issues. (laughs) This is the earliest he comes in. (laughs) It is. is. All right. Hey, guys. Chris. (laughs) Hey, guys. First off, really enjoying the new mix with Goldberg. This is the Gearhead Grandpa. And to my question, I'm in my early 50s now, and the kids are older and on their own. I've been in the same industry for 38 years, graphic arts and printing. Though it's been good, I feel the draw to follow my passion with all things automotive. I need help on how I can translate my skills and experience of manufacturing, management, computer design, and technology to the automotive field. I can do everything from project planning to fabricating, customer service to spraying color. I spend a lot of time going to car meets, shows, open houses, 
trying to um, get to meet as many people in the industry as I can. How do I get a foot in the door so I can show someone the host of skills and life experience that I have and how could they put it to use? It may not be a direct car question, but I do know there are lots of people out there like me. I also know that the passion does not always pay well in the beginning, but I know that I still have value. Regards, Tony. So, Tony, the gearhead grandpa, how old was he? 57? Early 50s. Early 50s? I know somebody who's in yeah, the early 50s. Get a, <laughs> he should get a job just based upon the fact that you you read his resume on the podcast. Yeah, there you go. You know, it's, uh, it's you know, ten, 10 years ago, nine years ago or so, 10 years ago, I was shifting from the from the technology space. I ran a web development company that some friends and I started when we were about 19, and we ran that for a while. Um, and it grew and it did well. And then after like September 11th, we wanted to make a shift, and I wanted to get into automotive. So the way I did it was just like what uh, Tony, I think his name was, I, what he was doing is I started – trying to go to every single event that I could go to. It was important that I would go and meet people and then get in front of them again and again and again and again. And you can't just like go in there and expect it to be handed to you. You have to go in there. Like with anything, you got to go in there and work your ass off. And, and, and Goldberg, like, again, nobody knows that better than you, right? And between anybody who, who wants to uh, pray a pl- Pay, play a professional sport or be a musician or anything like that. Like you can have all the talent in the world, but you've got to work your ass off. And, uh, uh, you know, th- of course for me, that's my yeah, advice that, is just meet people. Yeah. You got to get out in front of as many people in that industry as humanly possible. Your due diligence in finding that right person, the right location and getting in front of them, you know, uh, will pay off in the end. Um, it's about persistence and hard work and, Hey, look at me. I'm hosting a knife show. I didn't know anything about knives prior to doing it, but um, I wanted to reinvent myself. I wanted to go out on a limb. It, it is a bit goofy watching me on the show right now, but I'm catching my stride and kind of learning on the run. And it's it's pretty much throwing caution to the wind and throwing your comfort level behind you and put it all out there because if it's something you're passionate about and something you really believe that you're qualified for, then you put, put 100% of your eggs in one basket and and kick ass until you get it done. And, and, and you're right. You just get it out in front of as many people as humanly possible because he's not the only one looking for a job in that industry. Yeah. Like when I when I went out there 10 years ago, everyone was telling me to get into the automotive aftermarket. Uh, you know, the, the the big event is is SEMA. And uh, I, I, I went to SEMA and I don't even remember how I got in. Probably snuck in. <laughs> don't do that, by the way. You, you snuck in in Corolla's pocket is what you did. I didn't even know Corolla at the time, and uh, uh, I should have. I didn't have. say you did. You jumped in his pocket and went <laughs> just, in there. And when he walked in, right? Uh, I, I went there, and I just went around to every booth because I knew the companies. I grew up with these companies, the Hollies and Comp Cams of the world and, uh, and Edelbrocks, and I just went around to every company. It's like, hi, my name is Matt. I'm going to get in the industry. This is what I'm going to do. Everybody's like, good luck, good luck, good luck. And the point was just to keep getting in front of them again and again and again and uh uh it was funny as i walked around from like booth to booth everybody was like good luck you know we'll see you later whatever <laughs> except for um except for dr jamie meyer at chevrolet performance it was gm performance at the time um he's like okay 
let's sit down. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me what your thoughts are. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, nice. and he's still one of my, one of my closest friends in the industry uh, since, since day one. And I credit him for being motivating. He was just saying, okay, well, you need to be aware of this. And here's some guys you should know in the industry. And, and you should try this. And you should do this. And I was like, this is fantastic advice. He didn't know me for nine seconds. He didn't know me. He was just like, let's do it. Let's talk. Well, another uh, cool thing about the automotive industry, which you know more so than anyone else, is that it's there's there's a bit of a responsibility to the people in the industry. There's a huge responsibility to the people in the industry to pass it down and to pass the knowledge down, pass the passion down, because not everybody in the world is born with that fervor that we have of the automobile. So when you see a young kid that is that's eyes are wide open wanting to learn and wanting to progress and wanting to carry the torch in this industry, it at the same time it's 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 comforting. It's it's a huge positive as far as the growth of the industry. I I I couldn't agree more and going around like something like the SEMA show, you find out that you know, it's a job for, for everybody that's working there. And I get it. There's good days and bad days, but everybody loves it. Everybody has a passion for the same thing. It's that brotherhood of muscle we keep talking about. <laughs> exactly. It's awesome. You know, it's like you know? everybody there, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm in marketing and I'm on my feet all day, all week at SEMA and it's kicking the ass. But they're like, I just want to go home and work on my own car. Right. That's, well, yeah, that's look, the look, part look of at it. The com- Look at the complaints that you and I and a lot of other people have when they go to see Oh, God, it's so hard to walk around all these booths and all these cool cars. And, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just so time-consuming and so far. Man, we got hundreds of, we got millions of square feet to look at car products. You know, at the end of the day, you might be tired, but every single person leaves there with a smile on their face. And they want more and more and more. And it's just, it's very comforting knowing that you know when it, it it looks as if we're we're pushing harder and harder toward autonomous driving, um, that there's still a lot of people out there that want want to hold on to their passion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, uh, good luck, uh, Gearhead Grandpa. Um, what else, Chris? Anything else? Yeah, this this one comes from Chuck. Hey guys, this is Chuck from Milwaukee. <laughs> love the show and love the addition of Mr. Goldberg. Here's my dilemma. In 2000, I was 28 years old, and I bought a 1999 Camaro Z28, uh-huh. T-Tops, Hugger Orange, six-speed manual. I own the car today and absolutely still love it. At the time I bought the car, I was younger, and this was certainly a young person's car. But now, I'm 46 years old and <laughs> was recently asked by a new acquaintance if this was my midlife crisis car. What the hell? Have I aged faster than my car? Should I be looking for something more age-appropriate, or do I just tell people to go F themselves if I hear the words midlife crisis again? I'd appreciate your okay. thoughts on the matter. Chuck. Yeah, what do you I'm think, take, I'm taking this one, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me tell you a little story about one, one day I pulled up at um, West Coast Choppers in a 2003 twin-turbo silver Porsche, and Jesse James loved it so much that... He purchased it from me, which is why I don't have it anymore. But the the story is is that I took it over to my brother's house for the first time, and I park it outside. And my brother's wife's best friend was a lady who did the Buns of Steel videos back in the day, oh, uh, the, okay. the the aerobic stuff, right? So she walks in the house and she goes, "Whose penis extension is that sitting in the driveway?" <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. And you know whose it was. Yeah. And you know, and and then the next week, I got rid of it, and I got rid of it to Jesse because of that. Okay. So let me chime in here. Tell everybody to kiss your ass because at the end of the day. The vehicle that you drive is an extension of your personality, and you don't have it, and you didn't buy it back in the day for someone else. You bought it for you. So that's it. Don't listen to anybody. If it's what you want, if it's what you enjoy, if you get that feeling when you jump in that car that takes you back to yesteryear in 1990 or whatever it may be, then keep the damn thing. Don't listen to anybody. I, I That's my two cents. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Get the cars that you love. I mean, I know that, you know, with, with Adam, we talk a lot about car investing and things like that. And Adam Adam loves that topic. And, and it's great because he's done very well with this collection we sort of curated together. Um, but at the end of the day, I just tell people – Get the car that you love. Like, look, I've I've got Fox Body Mustangs. People make fun of that all the time, but that's what I grew up with. I drove them in high school. I loved it. I had a '93 Cobra that I worked two jobs to get in high school. I was bagging groceries and I was a dog groomer. I washed that's what dogs it's about. and cats that's and a rabbit. About. And rabbits are pain in the ass to wash. And uh, <laughs> and I and I worked. Uh, I bagged groceries. I worked at Pet Boys. I worked the parts counter there, so I can get this '93 Cobra. And after about a year, it got stolen right out of my driveway. I had an alarm on it, and these shitheads uh, left the alarm horn on my driveway and stole the car. They just cut the horn off and did it. And uh, I remember sitting here in this very studio, uh, twenty years later. And uh, talking about the car, and uh, uh, and I just went on eBay. And I just bought the cheapest '93 Cobra I could find, knowing I was going to, you know, kind of build it up or restore it. And and I didn't do it for the money or or you know people's opinions. Really, I just did it because I love the car. And yeah, it's got ridiculous and it snowballed into a huge project. So I bought another one to drive, and then that turned into a project. And here I am years later, having driven either one of the cars. <laughs> But are you happy? Are you I, happy you did what you did? Absolutely. I don't regret any of it. I love building this car. And the, like I said, the schedule's been kind of hectic. You know, I was out of town uh, uh, two weeks ago. We were in Atlanta, and I've got to go to Florida. And then I'm back for a week, and then we go to Indy. And then we've got, you know, events in July and August, September, SEMA, and all this stuff. But uh, last this past weekend, I came here. Uh, to the shop, and I was working on the car, and I'm custom mounting a supercharger and trying to figure out the brackets, and realized, oh, now I got to do a big tensioner pulley for the supercharger belt, and I don't know where to put it because there's no room under the hood, you know, and it hits the other accessories. So now I got to kind of rethink that, but I don't mind it. Like that's the part that I like about it because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to look at this car. And basically say with confidence, I built maybe ninety percent of this car. Like I didn't paint it, and you know, and and I didn't, you know, I I didn't rebuild the rear end, you know. But everything on this car, the brakes, suspension, you know, uh, I I bought the short block. I built the rest of the engine myself. Like I'm having a great time with it. Why is it taking so long? Because. I can only come in here and work on it on the weekends. I only get a few hours at a time. And to be completely frank with you, Adam showed up this weekend, and we ended up sitting around chatting and drinking beers. And so I didn't get much work Shame on you. (laughs) Shame on you relaxing and having a good time around automobiles. Uh, But it turned out we had some great conversations, and we talked all about cars and things like that. And uh, 
Uh, and the only reason why we uh, we didn't have that conversation while I was working on that, we did a little bit. Adam was in the shop. He was working on his Lamborghini, uh, his 350 GT. I was working on my car. Um, and then uh, and then he's like, all right, let's go inside and get a beer. So we did that. Um, who am I to say no to that yeah. offer? Who am I to say no? But anyway, I – I bought what I love. I know you've done the same, and uh, uh, otherwise you wouldn't have four Hellcats and demons and whatever. <laughs> Everything in my garage has a purpose, and it's not to make money, right? Yeah. I bought every single vehicle because there's something about the vehicle either that reminds me of my childhood when days were simpler, or it's something that I've always aspired to have. So. I've got a very eclectic collection because of that reason. I mean, it's not, I'm not a Ford guy. I'm not a Dodge guy. I'm not yeah. a Chevy guy. I mean, I'm, an, I'm a muscle car guy. It just so happens that I got a lot of Mopars, and I, I'm a, I'm a for, you know, I, I like Mopars probably more than anything else. But at the end of the day, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't kind of corner my, my like, my, my, uh, my enthusiasm for other cars by any means. I don't feel bound by it. I feel bound by experiences, and I want to re- rehash those experiences before it's too damn late. You know, life's too short. Um, if you're able to find something that you really enjoy, don't let anybody in the frickin' world tell you that you shouldn't enjoy it for any reason whatsoever. Have the confidence in yourself, you know, to go out there and make yourself happy, because at the end of the day, um, you're probably the only one working that hard to make yourself <laughs> happy. So <laughs> right? Why not do it? Yeah, right on, man. So, uh uh, anyway, guys, thanks for the questions. Again, we love that. Um, uh, feel free to email us at carcastshow at gmail.com. Hit us up with questions. And by the way, thanks for all the great comments about the new show. With uh, And we love having Goldberg on with us. Um, we're going to be back in the studio soon. We've got our, our friend Alistair Weaver for Edmonds coming back in. And we've got so many cool things to talk about. I love those episodes with him. Uh, we're still, when we get back into the studio, we got to do, we got to get some more guests in, catch up on some projects for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, that being said, uh, Bill, anything new with your cars? How's your project jackhammer going? And I know it's been a week, but, uh, who knows? Anything can happen in a week. Hell yeah. Anything can happen in a week. And thank God as, as my, uh, HRE wheels are ready, Nitto has come through and Friday, we'll be shooting the install video at HRE headquarters down here in Oceanside, California, putting on the uh, wheels and tires and getting closer to making that puppy turn and grip and have some fun. And, you know, well, I went down to Florida and visited the people at uh, Speed Logics and talked about some suspension setup and stiffening uh, bars and all kind of stuff to, to get this project going, you know towards completion and hell it'll never be completed but i can i'm like a kid in a candy store waiting for hanukkah on friday because i'm jewish and uh i get new wheels and tires i'm just very much excited for that like i said i'm like a kid in a candy store you know i just i just got an email from uh from our friend patrick over at hre as well and um my my 2001 uh bmw this thing is driving me nuts but um Patrick has been waiting patiently. He's made me an offer to do some wheels on the car. Um, I think we're going to be launching a new wheel. Uh, I don't know that I'm allowed to say like what the wheel is or the design or any of that stuff. Um, but uh, uh, but if you're fans, you called HRE, the moderator. Yeah, you know. But if you're fans of HRE, you're going to like what it is. Um, 
Uh, I'll give you a little hint, especially if you're a classic HRE fans. I think you're going to love what it is. Um, but I've been I've been stalling because I've been this car's been at the shop getting tuned on it, and the guy's like, "Yeah, it's running great, and it's making good power, and." He, you know, and he—I don't know—he drove it to Palm Springs and back to get some data logging, and I was like, "Just get it done, just get it done right." And there's some kind of issue that he's having right now. Uh, maybe some of you guys know—I I don't know—but basically, it's a—it's a 2001 M3, but it's got a more modern ECU in it, like a 04, 05, something like that. Um, he put his tune in it; it runs fine. It's got full MagnaFlow exhaust. This is important: full MagnaFlow exhaust. MagnaFlow makes. Uh, stock type catalytic converters right on the manifolds, right? So right on the header, basically, because it's a tubular manifold. Um, so it's got brand new catalytic converters, full exhaust, resonator, muffler, the whole deal, all from MagnaFlow. Um, it's got new O2 sensors, but for some reason on the car, the I believe the I think the ECU is is thinking it's running rich, and the O2 sensors are delivering a a, a lean code. Like s- somewhere they're different. Maybe it's the opposite around. Maybe the O2 sensors are giving back a code that says rich, uh, and uh, and the ECU is saying it's lean. Um, so there's some sort of weird miscommunication between what's going on with the O2 sensors and the ECU. Um, but aside from that, it seems to be running fairly well. Uh, anyway, my point is, um, we, we you know we love those guys at HRE. I, I can't wait to do this deal with them and do a photo shoot with them with this car as well. Except the stupid car has been in the shop for a month trying to get this thing tuned. Uh, hopefully, it'll get worked out. And uh, looking forward to doing that and getting some suspension bits as well. You mentioned um, uh, the suspension pieces on your car. Uh, I'm working with Turner Motorsports and Bilstein. I know you're working with Bilstein. Um, to get the suspension dialed in on this car, it's it's lowered already because uh, I bought the car from Adam Corolla and 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 he had work done to it. Um, I just I just don't like the feel of it. It was done a long time ago and the springs were too tight, and uh, so I wanted to perform, but I wanted to um, to be a little bit more streetable. By the way, of course, it's a manual transmission. Let's just get that clear. <laughs> um, uh, all right, guys. So. Um, and that's pretty much it. We're running out of time for now. Of course, follow us on social media. You can follow me at Motorator. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can follow Goldberg. Uh, he's Goldberg and Goldberg Garage on Twitter, and he's Goldberg95 and Goldberg's Garage with an S on Instagram. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for chatting. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll see you in the studio uh, next week. And, yes, sir. Uh, Good luck at HREs on Friday. Um, Guys, thank you so much. Until next time, uh, for Bill Goldberg and, and me, the moderator, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. And some smoke behind the car in the form of tires.